Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva Las Vegas! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Viva Las Vegas here on a very, very busy Wednesday night. As always, I am your host, Blackjack Fletcher. And we are joined by our great friend from SBR, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing, I'm doing good, pal. How are you? Uh, you know, Jeff, I'm I'm doing real well. I uh, got the under in this game seven with the Caps and Lightning. Looks like that's going to hit. It's three nothing Capitals with seven yeah, and a I half to go. Uh, it's been a hell of a game. Um, yeah, I mean, just a. <laughs> Uh, a real up-and-down affair, lots of chances, great fights. Uh, it's been a great game. I'm on the Celtics tonight. They're looking really good. Um, you know, also uh, hit, hit the, the Phillies, hit the under in a WNBA game earlier. And the Angels, the Angels who were down 3-1 to one in the top of the ninth, put four on the board to take a 5-3 yes. lead in the ninth inning right yeah, now. Yeah, so, I, I have um, the under in this game somehow, and it's threatening somehow. We're uh, uh, if the Pirates can get something going here against the Reds, they blew a four to one lead. Um, It'd be nice if the Pirates could get something going here, but uh, we'll we'll see if they can or not. Um, It would be would be very nice if they could, because that would mean we're in a position to run the table tonight. So uh, lots of action, lots of games going on, lots of really important games going on. and, uh, yeah, there's just a ton going on right now, man. I don't even know where to look. Yeah, I, I'm just – I got to get a double play in this Angel game. I, I, I really would not want to lose this or push. I mean, 3-1 going into the ninth. I mean, I'm not sure why Tyler Clippard is closing for you. I'm not, not really sure, like, in his yeah. career if anyone's learned. Yeah. Like, stinks. I'm not really sure why. I know as soon as the out and, and, and facing criminal charges, but there's got to be someone else in that bullpen that – can close a game or give you some sense. Somebody. Tyler Clippard is not a closer. He's not good. No, he is not good. He uh, is a very ineffective reliever and has been for quite some time. So uh, the fact that he is still attempting to close games out for the Blue Jays is, is a little bit of a mess yeah, for them. I mean, but, uh, they just nice can't to see get the Angels' bats wake up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they've been silenced the whole game, um, and now the bullpen, their bullpen has been pretty good, the Blue Jays, but uh, they just, I don't know what, what is going on right now. They, I need a double play ball badly. I, I have to get these relievers out of this game. I cannot see any more hits, or we're going to have a push here. Um, but, um, you know, a lot going on, Blackjack, as you said, uh, NHL, we look like we're going to have a finals match set, uh, Caps and uh, Vegas. I did tell you on the under, so hopefully – uh, we don't get any hijinks late. We had some weird games. Yeah, we're late, good here. Looks looks pretty good, good uh, so we're, far. We're three nothing. The total was five and a half. There's five and a half minutes to play. I mean, I could see if you want to get crazy, two goals being put up. You know, if Tampa gets lucky and then Washington you know hits an empty netter, but you know what I've learned in this three. business. I've ne- I never say anything till it's over. I, I I've you're I, right, I Jeff. The only. The the only thing I'll say is that the, the Capitals are playing this uh, what they refer to as the picket fence 
that they did against Pittsburgh in game six of the last series uh, where they, they, when they have a lead late in a closeout game, they all just kind of flood the defensive zone and just lob the puck out. They're not even really trying to move the puck up ice. They're just trying to lob it out of the zone. It's, so, again, it's almost like a five-man soccer, penalty kill. Another soccer reference. They're kind of just like uh, you're kind yeah. of you're parking the bus. and uh, Well, they've got know. a breakaway right here, and it was stopped. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just – they're not really – pushing tempo at all they're just trying to get the puck out of the zone we're down to four and a half minutes to play now i, I don't i don't anticipate yeah i think in four and a half minutes i think i think we're looking good at this point uh we have we'll, we'll talk warriors rockets a little later big game tomorrow night in that series nice to have back to back to back nba at least you know again none of these games have been good other than last night but um and even that game that was just poorly played um another bad game tonight um, got a lot of MLB going. You know, Blackjack, there's been some interesting games in the MLB. You look at I mean, the Yankees. They were up 11-7. Now they're losing. Uh, yep. uh, just ugly pitching tonight from the Yanks. Uh, you mentioned the Reds. Uh, they made a comeback. Uh, something that really shouldn't happen if you're the Pirates. I mean, you, you had that game in control. Um, you got the homer Bailey early. Uh, but, you know, that bullpen has been a little bit of a problem. Michael Feliz comes in, gives up three runs. Really spoil a nice night for – Chad Kuehl. Um and how about the Indians and Cubs? Uh, Plutko uh, gives up, uh, I think, two hits, three hits. Um, a really nice night for him. Uh, and and Blackjack, if you can explain this line to me, I know you didn't bet this game. I did. Um, I don't understand why on earth was Alex Cobb a favorite? Do you know? Have you looked at his numbers? I, like I, he's yeah, I, I saw horrible. the line too, Jeff. I have no idea. I you know there there are some games I that I look at. Yeah, I mean, there are some, I'll be honest with you, that whole series between the Orioles and White Sox, I've had no interest at all in betting. Um, But I I agree with you. There are some lines that look a little crazy, and I'll dig into them. That was one I looked at and said, you know what, I'm staying the hell away from this. I really really don't care why it's this way. I'm just staying away. Blackjack, real quick, just so you know, this Cobb, right-hander sitting 309, Left-handers, 469. For the median, average, opponents are in 373 against Alex Cobb. I mean, if that's not all you need to know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Diamondbacks yeah. oh. continued blackjack to struggle. Uh, they, again, uh, lose. Uh, four hits today, just two runs. I don't know how else to tell you. They are the worst offense in the league. Um and the Astros beat the Giants. I'll tell you what, Black Jay did play small. The Giants plus two sixty. And you know, look after the fourth inning, I was feeling kind of good about it. They were up one nothing. I'm thinking, wow, Shark might actually do something today. And he means to give up four runs over the next two <laughs> innings. And uh, you know, that was that. That, that was yeah. the end of the day with that. Okay, okay, get that to him. All right, we're out of the eight. We're out of the ninth, Black Jay. We need one more half inning, and we're gonna hit this under, and you're gonna hit your play. So let's both. Root this in, baby. Um, Phillies shut off the Braves. Jake Arrieta, masterful today. Uh, and the Red Sox, Blackjack. I'll tell you what, taking Fortnite away from David Price might have been the best medicine he has been <laughs> magnificent lately uh, since they did that. I mean, if you looked at his numbers since, they, since he gave up that game, I mean, he's like pitched like no. 19 innings and give up four runs, five runs. Yeah, man, I, that's one of the most ridiculous injuries I've ever heard for a pro athlete, especially someone who's making like thirty million bucks. You hurt yourself playing a video game. All right. Well, the Capitals just scored. 
Uh, so it is four nothing with three forty three left on the clock. Yeah, uh, let's keep rooting this one in. You never, you never know. But luckily they're up four nothing, so it just really should just be a play this game out. Let's end it. But uh, we want to hear from you. Give us a call anytime nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety. Lot going on in sports right now. You have uh, NFL making rule changes. You have um, we talked NBA draft last night. We'll do a little bit more of that. You got World Cup coming up. Any questions you have, don't be bashful. Call in. Listen, guys, we see the numbers. People are watching and listening to this show. Give us a call. I mean, if you haven't called and you want to chat, we're not gonna we're not gonna, you know, hang up on you. I, I actually I had a guy today that says uh he wants to call in, but he's worried that we're gonna hang up on him because he's a cowboy fan. I said, Listen, dude, um if, no. if you call in and make a good point, uh no one's gonna hang up on you. No, you're not getting hung up on even unless you, you think, start saying offensive or inappropriate stuff. Yeah, even if you say, like, we've had people say really crazy things lately. Um, but, yeah. you know, we, no. we, we like no. – Unless we like you're inappropriate, you're not getting hung up on. Yes, exactly. Uh, so join us, 917-889-3290. The call is absolutely free. You don't got to pay for it. You just dial a number. You hear a lady's voice, and she puts you on the queue. Uh, we are sponsored and presented by – the great people at the Action Network. Uh, Action Network full of great gambling things going on right now. A lot of articles are really any sport you can look at. You look at a couple of the articles, you know, Blackjack doing a nice job over there. You got golf articles. You got Danica Patrick uh, in her final race. Will she uh, win the Indy 500? Uh, you know, you got NFL news, golf, op-ed pieces about, you know, people's experiences, um, you know, all sorts of different things. So check that out. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, give them some support. Uh, also, phone line, sponsored by the great people at Southtown 101. Southtown 101, a great bar and grill in San Antonio, Texas, 101 Parade Street. They hosted us for the Final Four. They were very gracious and nice uh, during that. They provide, uh, provided us with all sorts of refreshments and kind words. It's a nice place to be. If you want to have a great meal, a nice, uh, entertaining night, go over to Southtown 101. A great entertainment, great drinks, great food. Uh, see our boy Jeff Slaughter and let him know that Viva La Vegas sent you. Um, 101 Parade Street in sunny San Antonio. Patrick, San Antonio, very nice town. Very, very nice people. Good weather. Nice city, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed San Antonio. Uh, great people. Uh, lot, lots of stuff to do there. Very manageable city to get around. Um, and Southtown 101, if you're going to San Antonio, it's really the only place to go to, to, to drink and hang out. It's, uh, it's the best spot by far. Um, yes. But, Amen uh, to that. It, we have a minute and a half left in this game, Jeff. It is 4 nothing Washington. So it appears that uh, my Vegas Golden Knights will get the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup final. And um, I have to tell you, I'm excited for a few reasons. Uh, first, we get home ice. Um, if it was Tampa, we would have had to go to Tampa for games one and two. Um, and obviously games five and seven would have been in Tampa. Vegas now has home ice and everyone who's followed this team even a little bit knows how dominant they've been uh, at the T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas this year. The other thing is I, I just, I mean, I don't know how much of these games you've watched Jeff between these Eastern conference teams, but I'm sorry. I don't think these teams can keep up with Vegas. I, I truly don't. And that's not, I'm, I'm not being biased here. I'm just talking, you know, watching these teams and the styles they play. I think Vegas is going to steamroll this team. I mean, I really do. I, I think this is a, a five game series. 
Yeah, listen, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I've watched a ton of these two teams. I, I haven't, um, as far as these Lightning and the Caps. But yeah, listen, I I go to you on this, and and if you tell me that uh, you know Vegas is gonna get the job, then I'm not hedging. I've decided. Um, I just think it's kind of one of those years. Um, you're seeing it with like Liverpool, and I know it's not the same level, but you're seeing it with a team like that. You know, the English team who most English teams have struggled. Liverpool's kind of been on that magic run. They have that magical player. Um, you see it with these teams. They go on these runs, and they go all the way to the title and, and win, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely agree with you there. Um, I'm definitely not hedging. I, I've pretty much decided that. Yeah, and I think that's the right move. Um, look, you've, you've got a real long shot ticket in your hand, and they appear to be the best team in this finals. Um I just don't see it, man. I'm sorry. Braden Holtby played a great game tonight, but he's been, you know, he's had games where he's looked great and he's had games where he's been real leaky. The Capitals offense has had games where they, they can score and they can put goals on the board. They've had games where they look like they can't even get shots off. Um, and, and honestly, tonight was kind of one of those nights. I mean, they won four nothing, and I'm not taking anything away from them. They played a great game, but they were outshot by Tampa tonight. Um, and if, if you watch Vegas, and I know, Jeff, you've watched probably more Vegas hockey than any other sure. hockey this year, um, mm-hmm. that team fires the puck at the net a lot. They they shoot the puck mm-hmm. a lot. And it's not unusual for Vegas to have 40-something shots in a game. I, I, I just don't see it, man. Marc-Andre Fleury is playing some of the best hockey of his career. That team runs four lines deep, which is why I think these series in the past have kind of ended the way they have because it wears you down. There's not that many teams in hockey where the fourth line is a legitimate threat to score. I mean, usually that line is kind of a, a filler. It you know, gives people a, a breather. The, the Knights score a lot with their fourth line. It wears you down. And I, I just don't – this Capitals team is a little bit older. Um, you know, they don't have a ton of youth on it. They're a little bit older. They're, they're experienced, that's for sure. And they've got Ovechkin, who's one of the all-time greats. But I just think by any any metric, Vegas is the better team here, and you're going to give them home ice. I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if this series was, was an extended series. Yeah, well, I, I'm hoping you're right. Um, i, I got to tell you right now, I am absolutely fucking fuming about this fucking Angel team. God damn it. What's I mean, going on? I didn't even see it. He's fucking Cole Calhoun, man. A fucking complete waste. Every fucking way you look at it. Idiot dives through the ball, and it goes way by him. Fucking unders crushed. Angel backers are going to get fucking screwed because these assholes don't know how to fucking go at a ball. This guy is useless, Cole Calhoun. He's Has useless. Toronto scored yet? No, it's 5-3. Second and third, okay. no outs. No one out. Uh, right. Okay. It's just brutal. I mean, do you, 80, Cole Calhoun hit 160. Sit on the fucking bench, you hack fucking loser do you know how to go at a ball i mean do you understand you don't dive if you're not going to get it because it's going to go on to you and you're going to give up way too many more bases it would have been first and second no outs it would have been second and third no outs if this idiot would have just approached the ball the right way now we need a miracle it's brutal man fucking brutal um (laughs) that's how it goes my man unfortunately Let's go to the phone line. 917-889-3290. Um, go ahead. I got question. Okay, go ahead. What's your question? 
why are we not be at peace? Yeah, I'm not in the mood, okay? <laughs> you picked the wrong time, my man. Yeah, wrong time. Go ahead. Well, Jeff, I hope you're at least fading the D-backs like we've been planning on doing the past couple of days. Have you been doing that? No, I haven't. Oh, well. Uh, how are y'all tonight? I, I mean, I just heard your rim. I'm sorry no, about that. No, it's great. I'm uh, feeling great. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. But uh, I'm I'm thinking of both of these games in the NBA. I don't know. I just have a strange feeling they're going to go seven. Um, I don't know. I just I really don't I really don't like Stephen Curry. I mean the way he shimmies and stuff. I mean he just really pisses me off. And I'm glad they got there. You don't like the players shimmies? That seems a little. <laughs> Little arbitrary, could, could, oh, you don't like Okay, okay. Let, I, guarantee, I, I guarantee you, if LeBron James shimmy, it'll be all over fucking sports center. Hey, Michael Jordan used to night. wag his tongue at people, all right? How about when he walked down the floor and shrugged yeah, his and shoulders? I Come do on, think man. a lot that's, of that's a little I mean, silly. A lot of athletes. Oh, I mean, everyone has their thing, I guess. I mean, Kevin Durant does that thing with his arm when he makes a free throw. I mean, it. I don't oh, know. Jeff, we're fucked in Toronto. <laughs> It's just brutal. I mean, it, it's this is three one going into the, the, the ninth. Angels, it's gonna, it what over. happened on this Morales fly ball? I love you. Because they this, stink. Jeff. They don't know how to fucking go at balls. Because he hit the fly ball to center field, and they converge on it. The center fielder and the right fielder converge on it, and just watch it drop between them. The I, is, how I, did I mean, they score one run there? Because they thought it was going to be caught. It should have been caught. Everyone was tagging. What, what, what do you have? Do you have the under or do you have the yeah, angels? I have the under. Oh, okay. I have the angels. He has the under. Is it nine and a half or? No, it's over. It's it's going to. Oh, okay. Lose. Sorry, I didn't know it was. And there's still nobody out with first and third. If Toronto was just a more capable team, this game would be over. Exactly. No, yeah, exactly. If if they had a goddamn closer, he didn't beat up his fucking girlfriend, we would be go this game would be over right now. Allegedly. But this dickhead can't keep his goddamn hands to himself and know that you don't hit women. You don't hit anyone. Allegedly. What are you doing? You're a ma- you're a major league baseball player. You're you're allegedly out hitting people. Yeah, what an asshole. Um yeah. but listen, as far as your comment, I, listen, I, there's a lot of athletes that do those kind of little things. Um Look, I'm not the biggest Curry fan. He's a great shooter, though. I mean, there's nothing really to say. And look, um, they have themselves a series now. Nah, no, I just I feel like that uh, Clay's injury is. Uh, I mean, dude stepped on his ankle. Man, it looked like it 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 wasn't good. I mean, that didn't look good at all. So I'm I'm surprised he played the rest of the game. I mean, that's whenever he, they showed it. I mean, it looked it looked pretty nasty. So, and uh, but I mean, he still did pretty good, you know, after that. But I just feel like. I don't know. It's just weird how they just kind of just collapse in that in the second and fourth quarters like that. It was, it's crazy, man. Especially after that explosive third quarter. So I don't know. We'll just have to see. But, uh, but yeah, this uh, Celtics Cavs game is just brutal, man. I mean, it's just the Cavs just stink. I mean, I think the Celtics are like shooting like forty percent. They they're getting beat. By come on, games. come on. That's, that's come terrible. On. Play at the plate. <laughs> Got him. Double play. Get out. Yeah. Double play. Yeah. Come on. All right, baby. I, I'll take a push. I'll take a push. Come on. Double play. There's your boy Calhoun. 
Oh, the fuck yes, squad. Yes. yes. Nailed that throw. <laughs> Come on. I'll take a push, man. I, I, I really don't want one, but I'll take one. Come oh, on. man. Jeff, that throw felt like it took forever to get there. That was a hell of a throw, too, man. Wow. Guan, I love you, buddy, but I, I got to let you go oh, right yeah, now. Right. We got to do some play-by-play oh, yeah. play on this game. I love you, brother. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. I'll let no. Uh, all right, so we're watching the Angels and Blue Jays here. I've got the Angels. Jeff's got the under. Jeff, what did you have it at, nine? Uh, yes, I have nine, which – All right, so you're at a push right now. I'm clinging to a one-run lead. There are two outs. Uh, the Angels have just intentionally walked a batter, so it is now first and second with two Who's outs. Up for it? Uh, okay, they I'm walked waiting. Out. I'm looking at Mike Sosha's face right now. I want to say it's – Who's up next? I, I guess it'd be – it's not Tio Oscar Hernandez, is it? No, no, no. I, I, think, I think he was just up. Uh, he was the guy that hit the fly Smoke. Justin All Smoke. right, so Smoke is Come up. Uh, the, the Angels' closer, by the way, bears a striking resemblance to John Lackey, both notorious mouth breathers. And he throws, like, the same way also. Yeah, yeah. Parker has kind of that similar thing. Here, here's that great throw by Calhoun again. My Lord. I, I thought that throw right. was taking way too long to get there, but he nailed it. It was a strike. Smoke's 0 for 3 tonight, too, by the way. So, I'm hey, sure right now. He threw out Granderson, too. So, a little bit of speed there, even at his age. All right, here is the 1-0 pitch to Smoke. And it's outside. Ball two. I really don't want to uh, – just – no, nothing stupid, man. Just don't give up a fucking hit, bro. Come on. Just end this thing here. Smoke 0 for 3, hit by a pitch tonight as well. I mean, they're roping the ball, though. I mean, it seems like every oh, yeah. every ball well, they hit. They're hitting, hitting hard. hard. Parker, unorthodox. Morales on the mound. Could, though, the single might not score. Morales is slow. He is. Here's the, way the that ball – And he steps off. Yeah, the way that ball hops up at Rogers Center. Yeah, they use – I feel like it, it, it is different turf than, like, anybody else uses. It's almost more like the old Astro turf. It is Astro, yeah. Seems like it. Come on, Parker. Strike. 2-0 and strike one. Good. Come on. I was going to say – I was going to think – I don't think he was going to call it a strike. I was waiting for him to say I was outside. That yeah, that was, that was yeah. a close one, but it was there. It was there. So, smoke. In the box, Parker, leaning in very unorthodox stance. I just don't – it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, Morales, I don't think will score on a single here. I and mean, he steps off again. Really slow. Jesus, Parker. This guy's taking forever, Parker. Like, he really is. But, hey, I don't Look give a shit him. how long he takes. As long as he gets him out. Here we go. Here comes the 2-1. And is he going to throw it this time? Yes, he is. Foul. Two, two. The 2-1 is fouled off. 2-2. Two, two. Down to their final. Bottom of the ninth. Blue Jays trail the Angels 5-4. Runners on first and All second. All right, Blackie. Let me, let me take this play by play. I'm a little ahead of you here. All right, 21 pitches for Parker. Smoke steps in. He's 0 for 3 tonight. Uh, Going to be a little mound visitor here, I think. Yeah, just cool the pitcher down. Martin Maldonado coming in. Says, let's talk here. Uh, Parker looks visibly sweaty. He looks uh, erratic. Uh, but he's He hasn't closed his mouth himself. once. No, he's not. Bugs are flying in it. You can see uh, a leech inside now. Sosha sitting there in, in earnest, just waiting, hoping, as the Royal Mounted Police look on, hoping that Parker can uh, complete. By the way, can we talk uh, about Cole Calhoun's facial hair for a second? It is ridiculous. And 
This yes. is coming from someman with a bleached blonde Fu yes. Manchu. Correct. It is ridiculous. Uh, can, we, can we talk about his batting average at 160? Yeah, it's bad. Also ridiculous. Uh, but Here a great defensive Parker's play in this inning. Yes, uh, obviously big for the for the under better here. Uh, if you're around the country hoping for a push, smoke chokes up. He's got both blue gloves on. Here comes the pitch from Parker, an unorthodox delivery. Here comes Aldonado wants it low and strike three. Game over. Five. There we four. go. Angel. Angels come Angel. back. Blake Parker strikes him out after a beautiful throw by Cole Calhoun, who has not been good at the plate. However, strikes out Justin Smoke. Game over. Angels with a comeback win on the road up in Toronto. 5-4. That's what I needed right there. Now I need the Pirates to get a ton as well. But good one for the Angels. That was a nice one. We needed that. Yeah, well, uh, listen, it kind of hurts to push, but hey, you know what? Uh, take it. Now, by the way, guys, if you're on hold or you're calling in tonight, love to hear from you. But bring some energy, all right? I need some energy tonight, all right? Bring, bring some heat. Not that Guan White did, and Guan just called it a bad time. We were kind of in the yes, middle Guan of Yes, Guan called it a bad time. Uh, but uh, I but need some heat tonight, so bring some fire. Uh, and I want to make this clear to all the callers out there. NBA is cool to talk about, but there's not a lot to talk about in these games. There just isn't. They're bad games. Um, it's been impossible to cap them. Um, you know, it's yep. just been tough. And you look at tomorrow's <laughs> I mean, game. It, it, it's, a, it's a coin flip, you know? Hey, listen, I, I would. You know what? If, if you're if you're capping the NBA at this point, the only real certainty is bet the Celtics at home because uh, they don't lose at home. But other than that, it's it's really just a crapshoot. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I still am blown away at that Angels game that that Toronto kid didn't score on that that long. I know. I know. Amazing. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. We got a couple callers that have been waiting. Uh, if you want to join us, nine one seven eight eight nine. 3290. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're up. And you're gone. Uh, you're up, caller. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Just a quick question. Um, I'm still seeing the, the live odds just for in terms of winning the World Series. I see Houston still like in the plus 500 range. Is, is that like the only play that you guys would kind of no. send out there? Or just No, I, I wouldn't send that out to begin with, actually. I, I think at this point, I, I think – yeah, you look at Houston, great lineup, you know, good rotation. I do think the bullpen's a concern. But, look, all these teams, and that's why it's so tough because you wonder where these teams go. Obviously, they're all buyers, but who are they going to address? Because, you know, maybe the Yankees think they have a good enough rotation. I don't think they do. Um, I don't either. And, look, is, is Houston one of the favorites? Yeah, sure. Um, but I sure as hell like the Yankees. I like that Red Sox team a lot. Um, you know, I'm not counting out certain teams in the NL either. You know, Washington's starting to get it going a bit. Um, but at Houston at five to one, that's that's a bit too low for me. They're too inconsistent to me offensively. Yeah, right now. They, mean, they have you been. Look and at and them, you know what, I mean, brother? I think it's crazy to bet these baseball futures. I know people do it, and sometimes you'll cash and make some some money on it. But I really think it's crazy. I mean, look at last year for example. <laughs> I mean. Nobody going into that season thought the Astros were winning the damn thing. And the Yankees were a team that weren't supposed to make the playoffs, got hot at the end, and very nearly went to the World Series. Like, you just don't know what this season is going to look like come September. And to tie money up, you know, for, for five months, six months, 
is just crazy to me. Like I, I just can't, I can't get my head around well, it. I can't do it. I will say this, Blackjack. I, I, I think to, to make caller. What's your name, by the way? You didn't tell her your name. My name is Marty. Okay, Marty. Uh, I have a feeling that's not your name. Is it really your name, Marty? I like that. My name, name. is Martin Francis. Yeah. Irish. Cool. I like that. I like that name a like lot. It. No, I think to Marty's point, I, I think five to one is not something I'm looking to do. But look, if I'm getting you know, it, for me with futures, it's fifteen to one or higher. You know, ten to one or higher. I'm not looking to do five to ones, especially in May, May twenty third. You're tying your money up on a five to one future, and there's just not a lot of. It's just a waste of money to me. I mean, I can go and make five to one quickly and just bet in a couple different games. I need at least twenty to one, thirty to one, forty to one, ninety to one. I need those low futures. Buy low, um, and hopefully sell high. Yeah, I just love to. I don't know. I just love to watch the bet progress, I guess, the degenerative. You know, I, listen, Marty, Marty, I love futures. I bet a lot of them. I have Vegas. You know, I have Liverpool in the Champions League. I'm betting a lot of World Cup futures. But I think when you're betting futures, you need to stay and say to yourself, I'm not going to bet anything, you know, unless it's good value. Like, I took Liverpool 9-1. to At that time, I got it, like, a couple weeks ago. It was a great bet right. because he had been killing it. I, but I, if I'm looking at a long season, you're literally looking – you're gonna your money's tied up in t- for five months. You got a lot of good things coming up the belly at college football. If I'm gonna do a future, I'm looking towards twenty to one, thirty to one hedging opportunities. You don't really even have a hedge opportunity on five to one because you know it, there's just not enough room to me to make any money there. I, I need a little bit more. I need I need thirty to one. That's something I need. Something like that. If you want to do a future, look towards a team kind of off the radar a bit. Maybe a team that has the potential they just haven't been playing well. Maybe like Arizona. Buying low in Arizona right now would be the idea. Because you look yeah. at their lineup. They have a good lineup. They're just not hitting and people are injured. I still think their right. a lineup can improve. You got to buy low because they have a good pitching rotation. Um, they'll make changes. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for the feedback, Paul. Marty, great stuff, man. Thanks for the call. Give us a call again soon. Yeah. Absolutely. See you, man. Yep, see you, pal. Uh, great stuff by Marty. New caller, it looks like, Black. I don't think we ever heard from him. Uh, but um, we'll uh, keep it going here. You have a World Cup question. You have a baseball question. Wh- whatever you want to talk about. Listen, if you want to talk college football, I'll entertain your call. I really will. Blackjack might not be able to give you too much just because he doesn't look at it, but – We'll entertain I might yell at you oh. if you call about it. <laughs> uh, caller, go ahead. You're live. Hey, big man, Blackjack. Thanks for taking the call. What's up, man? What's up? Um, this is Chris from New Jersey, by the way. Um, hey, Chris. Feeling pretty good. I had the uh, had the Boston Boston team total over three and a half. I thought I was a thought I was a uh-huh. loser. They put up a three spot for me in the ninth. So feeling yeah, pretty good about a, that. That's a good call. I I thought you. I'll tell you right now. I I thought. You know, Archer just can't get anyone out for Boston. I was surprised to see they only had one run late in that game, but you know, they were able to push it over. Thank God. I, I actually took Boston uh, minus one thirty tonight. No, it's a great play exactly. by you. I think I think they had hit. I think I think like out of, out of it's like something like seventeen out of nineteen games, they've scored uh, four runs or more. So and plus and Chris Archer. Archer in the past. So I thought it was 12. a great spot. Two and twelve and twenty starts career against Boston. They crushed him. So yeah, nice to see them get the win and the team total hit. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I had a question for you. I was listening back to your podcast um, when you were speaking about uh, some of your uh, your world your uh, your yes. World Cup action. 
yes. and the importance of having the proper book. I'm wondering with the with the yes. changes in legislation with the changes in legislation, do you see books like like uh, Bet Three Sixty Five are they going to be opening up for us to? I would think with them or? I would I would think they'd be nuts not to. There has to be ways that these books. I, I think you know the thing is, Chris. Though, if you if you listen to what I said, which I know you did, soccer is very much a beatable market in the books, and and I think there's a reason that Five Dime doesn't offer what Bet Three Six Five does. It's interesting though because all the England books they offer all that stuff and you know they've never gotten crushed. I think you'll see a time where they'll all offer the same kind of bet. Um, but yeah, but I, just, I don't know just to be clear, I don't think you're going to see those books legally open up. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, what I think will happen though is I think they'll you know some of the books that we use, let's say William Hill, when they become kind of or some of these yes. big books, yes, they're, they're going to. They'll offer you better soccer action. I agree with you, but the offshores are not going to want to come and open up an office in a state, which they're going to have to do, and pay the licensing fee and the taxes that they're going to have to pay to get involved. I I, I don't see that happening. The the thing is, though, what I think the good point though is like Bet Three Six Five is quite big. I mean, it's quite huge uh, as far as like like I don't think somebody England like Boyle Sports and Bet like they won't do it, but. You know, William Hill's a book that that is over there, and and they offer you know the soccer betting. It's just in this country for whatever reason, on our books that we have, they just don't offer the stuff that. Yeah, I'm 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 basically on sports betting AG right now, and, and I know a lot of a lot of your plays. You mentioned like both teams to score, win to nil. Sure. They have none of yeah. that. So. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's important to like make the proper moves gambling wise. Like, l- l- luckily, I you know, have you know family that I know in Europe and stuff, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I think it's important if, if you can get the right book and they offer you the right stuff, you can really hurt, you know, crush the world cup. I mean, there's a lot of bettable markets. Um, they allow you to parlay like advancing and stuff and qualifications and all sorts of stuff. Right. 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 Okay. Like, hey, I, I want, yeah, like I quickly, Chris, not... I did a, I wanted to tell you this quick and black okay. to you too. I did a, I put in a parlay today uh, for just a hundred bucks. Um, I parlayed all the groups and I just picked the, like basically the favorite in every group or like the, the one that I think, like as far as the one, the highest odds. And it was like 15 to one, like the, the payout, just picking like the favorites. And I even left like right. one or two out. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. What else do you have? Chris? Oh yeah. The one last thing I wanted to get your, your take on, um, on hedging on when you hedge, when, when not to hedge, um, I'm with, with the NHL right now. I have a uh, I had a future on the Caps to win the Cup, and um, and right now I'm I'm kind of deciding you know what I want to do with that. I've never really, you know, what I feel confident you? in my I feel confident in my play. I think you know I'm not taking Vegas lightly for sure, but you know I feel confident in the in the in the Caps. Yeah, I feel I, confident in the pay, so I'm deciding. I don't think you should. I, I, I would. I don't think you I should. Would def- I would definitely hedge if you have the Caps. Oh really. I would hedge a hundred percent if you have the capital. What's Listen, the brother, line you I, have, Chris? I don't. Yeah, what do you have? Oh, uh, I I got it. I think I got it. As, I have to check the exact number. I think I had it at seven to one. Okay. Somewhere around there. Listen, man, are you a Capitals fan? I'm not a Capitals fan, but you know what? I just felt. I just felt. I've I've been watching them. I, you know, I felt like with Ovechkin. I just felt it was it was their time after they got by Pittsburgh. Just everything. And, and the listen, way they closed and, out and Columbus, I agree with you. The way they closed out Tampa tonight. I agreed with you in terms of this series. I, I said before this series started that I thought the Capitals would win it 
because they kind of got over that hump with, with Pittsburgh and, and they were able to play a little bit more free. But exactly, um, yeah. I think if you're comparing this team objectively and the way they play versus the Vegas team, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't think it's a really close comparison. Vegas is, Vegas is a relentless offensive team. They have become in the playoffs, to my surprise, a physical defensive team. And Marc-Andre Fleury is playing better than any goaltender in hockey in these playoffs. So, but don't, do you any think that, factor don't you think in they have home ice. With their style of play? What's that? Don't you think the Caps match up well with their style of play? Uh, I think that the Capitals are not as tough a matchup as Winnipeg or San Jose was. Hmm. I think both of them were tougher plays mm-hmm. for Vegas than Washington will be. Washington, yeah. You have to remember, too, my man, Washington's a little bit older. Um, their right. key guys are, are a little older. Vegas is fast, and they're young, and they play in waves because they do roll four lines deep. I, I think Washington's going to have a tough time really keeping up with them game to game to game. Like, I, I think for the Capitals to have a shot to make this an extended series, they need to take game one. Like, they need game one because if Vegas right. comes out – and blitzes them in game one and, you know, wins four to one or something like that. I think the Capitals are going to have a really tough time with this team. I, I just do. And Flurry's been, look, Holtby had a good game today, but let's be real. I mean, I'm sure you watched the game. Holtby should have been beat a couple of times today. I mean, there were a few times where they had empty nets and they couldn't put the puck in. There were a couple of times Holtby was out of position. He played a good game, but you look at some of the saves Flurry's made in these playoffs and he has been just magical. I mean, it, it, it's I, – I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I, – I think Vegas was going to beat either one of these teams. I think Winnipeg would have beaten either one of these teams. I think the Western Conference is just better. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. So like if I, I were you, yes, I would fan. hedge. I, was... I, I would hedge if I'm you. Um, how you do that, I guess, is, is kind of up to you whether you want to take it, you know, game to game or you want to – I don't know what the odds are going to be uh, on Vegas. I expect Vegas to be a favorite in this series at this point. Um, I think they would have been a dog to Tampa, but I think they'll be a favorite against Washington. Okay. All right. All right, Well, I appreciate the input, and I'll uh, I'll hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Take brother. it easy, man. All right. Thanks. See you later. Uh, we'll keep it moving. If you want to join us, 917-889-3290. Uh, a couple updates here in MLB. By the way, the Boston Celtics have have won. Um, Rockies, Dodgers, uh, 0-0, bottom of the fourth. Kyle Freeland against Kenta Maeda. Jeff, you're, you're updating baseball. I don't, are you watching this Pirates-Reds game? Uh, I'm not watching it. I have it at all. This is the craziest stuff I've seen in a while. The Reds have a runner on first in the 11th inning with nobody out. Their number eight hitter comes to the plate, lays a bunt down. The Pirates catcher fields it, throws to first, and hits the Reds' runner in the back. So the runner for the Reds goes to third. He then is thrown out, and the Reds' runner doesn't advance from first, it's now runner on first, one out in the 11th inning. It feels like nobody wants to win this game, and maybe nobody's capable of winning this game. I, I, I just really want the Pirates to pull this thing out. That's, that's really all I want to say. No, I, I, I'm rooting for you. I'll tell you what, there is – and I think maybe on tomorrow's show, I, I think it's important, Black Chick, that we outline some of the most irritating things about baseball because there are a lot. Uh, there are more than in any other sport. Oh, my sport. God. And the one that leads the list has to be – 
runners on second and third with zero or no outs and you strike out or foul out. There's nothing more irritating than that. I mean, just it's just epically brutal. Um, by the way, Mariners up one nothing on the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Dylan Gossett against uh, Marco Gonzalez. Um, go ahead, caller. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Dean uh, calling from uh, Tom's River. Easy. Tom's River, New Jersey. Yes, sir. What's hey, up? Uh, what's up? I had a, a question in regards to uh, maybe you guys are you have a little more insight on this than I do. I've been trying to find out, but I haven't had too much success. Uh, do you have any idea when they're going to be starting things up in, in Atlantic City? No. And over? I, I mean, I think – I'm pretty sure I told you this, June 30th. Like oh, around, June 30th. Like, yeah, like around well, that. Well, Monmouth is going to open this weekend, I believe. I, yeah. And I think I, it was pushed – I think it was – I think Monmouth got it? pushed back okay. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but either way, I mean, I would, I, I would, I would venture to say by July fourth, you'll be up and running. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, and Monmouth has been pushed back. So a, 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 week, a few weeks, I would, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, so Monmouth is not going to be ready for uh, Memorial Day weekend. I don't believe yeah. so. No. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, I forgot to maybe mention that uh, before. You know, um, I had a, another question in regard. Uh, you guys really don't get involved in telling people, you know, how much money to bet on something or, you know, uh, managing people's money. But, I mean, uh, I, I've, uh, I've read quite a few and um, you know, articles on money management. And uh, a lot of people say, you know, who do – a wager that, like, say, you shouldn't really risk more than, say, on any given day, say, 5% of your total bankroll. I mean, does that sound, you know, like anything? You know, I you know? will I will say this, and, and I'm being totally honest with you right now. I First of all, I don't think another man should ever tell another man how to spend his money. Second of all, I'm probably not the person to ask about this just because, you know, I've been betting since I was a kid, and, and at this point – it's a wide, uh, you know, portion of my, uh, you know, everyday life. Um, I, I probably bet a little bit too crazy sometimes. Um, listen, I think the most important thing is getting together an amount that you have to gamble with. Let's say it's $10,000. Um, and that's gambling. That's all you do with it. You don't use it to pay your electric bill. You don't use it to pay your car insurance. It's, it's, it's expendable income that basically you should say, if I was robbed right now, for this 10,000, it wouldn't hurt me. It would suck to lose it, but it wouldn't hurt me. That's what, what I would say with that. As far as how much you should bet from that 10 grand, I, I don't think it's, I, I would probably start at you know, 200 a game. Probably um, as far as like the 1%, 5% of your, you know, I, I listen, you can, I think most people are well aware of what they can and can't afford. Um, I, I don't know if I would agree with that comment, but I would say, you know, I would try to come up with one amount, you know, come up with what you feel comfortable that you can lose and, and just stick with that. Um, and don't bet 20 games a night. You're not going to win that way. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That, that certainly makes, uh, makes sense. It's just that, you know, you, you read a lot about it and, and you get so many different uh, 
you know, there's some people that say, well, you know, I only move on one day. Then there's other people that say, well, you know, I move on, say, three to five or what have you. And then, uh, this, you, you know, then they give you theories on, you know, how to ma- how to manage. Like, yeah, I, I'll people. say this. Yeah. I, I want to make – I think this is important, Dean. I, I would not listen to anyone else on how to spend your money. Yeah, right. And that's exactly right, Dean. You know, and listen – Everyone has different philosophies when it comes to this yes. stuff. There are some guys that, that are of the mind that they're going to try to find one or two games and they're going to hit those games. They're going to hit them hard. Other guys think that if they have, you know, something that works for them and they can find an edge, you know, the more games you bet, the more likely that is to play out for you and you're going to turn a profit. So it, it's, it, it's just personal preference, man. It, it depends on how risk averse you are. It depends on what you've got the stomach for. It depends on what you want to do. I mean, it, it really, there is no right answer to that question. I mean, in, in my mind, at least, there's no right answer. It's, you know, I, I play a bunch of games a day, but, you know, I feel comfortable that more days than not, I'm going to be on the plus side. So that maximizes my advantage as opposed to playing one game where if I win, I win. But if I lose, I lose for the day. So, uh, you know, it just, it depends on, on how you look at things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from, but I, you know, I, I've been kind of, you know, monitoring and, you know, both of you guys throughout the, uh, the say six months or so. But one thing I noticed is, you know, I've seen uh, other cappers put out, like I know you said you put out, you know, quite a, you know, a few games or what have you, maybe more than what other people might. Uh, it's amazing that some cappers they'll put out, say, if there's 20 games on, you know, that night they'll put out 20, 20 plays. You know, they're not cappers. They're, they're not cappers. They're, they're coin yeah. flippers. Yeah. Because I'll tell you that. what, there's never been a circumstance seen where I and I can say confidently, Jeff, either have bet an entire card in a sport. I, I mean, there, there's you, you, there's no edge there. There's no advantage there. You're, you're literally, like you said, flipping a coin. I mean, it's a crapshoot. You look at the card, there's going to be a few games that jump out at you, a few plays that you think you've got an edge on, and those are the ones you play, but you, you're not going to play 20 games. I mean, if you're doing that, you're a clown. Right. Great. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, that, that's, uh, that's, that's good that uh, – I was able to uh, get you guys' opinion on that. Uh, well, thanks for taking my call, and uh, you guys take care. You too. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Uh, yeah, I, I agree totally. Uh, if you have a, if you have someone you're following and you see them giving out 20 plays, you know you have a college basketball card. They're giving you 35 plays a day, and, and you know it, it's it's just clueless betting, and it's just terrible for the industry to have people put in that. That is not how you bet. Yeah. And these kids well, let's be honest, out, Jeff. Anyone putting that out isn't actually betting that. You're not betting no, 20 games a day. No, You're not. I'm sorry. People used to get on me all the time be like, how are you playing six or seven plays a day? I'm like, well, that's what I play. There's no shot there's someone playing 20, 25 plays a day. No, I know people that do. And, and they don't win. And that's that's the common theme with them. Um, let's keep it moving. 917 a lot of calls tonight. We're taking them. Bring them on. Oh, we got to run from the Pirates, Jeff. We got to run. Good, good. Hopefully, they can close it out. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Uh, Sorry. It's, it's, J, it's Jaybird. Hey, how yeah, are you wrong. doing? I picked the wrong line. My fault. Uh, good. <laughs> That's cool. 
Cool. Uh, quick question. Um, what do you think the um, – how much do you think Vegas will be favored by – I'm assuming they're going to be a favorite. Do you think yeah. there will be a long favorite, a short favorite? No, I think it will be short. I, I would say there will be 135, 140, something like that. Um, that would be my guess. Uh, I don't think it will be more than that. I'd be surprised if it's more than that. Um, yeah. I think that – you know, like They're said, 145. There you go. Okay, so oh, they're, they're 145. Okay. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, man. I uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I think Vegas is the better team, and, you know, everyone's been waiting for the shoe to drop with them, for the other shoe to drop, and I I, I just don't see it. I really don't. So we'll see. I, I, listen, I listen to you guys a lot, and it seems like both of you, or me, not putting words in your mouth, it seems like both of you, think Vegas is the better team will probably will win the series. I do. Um, you don't have to put the words in my mouth. That, I'll say them. I think they're going to win the series. <laughs> and I listened to your last breakdown of the other guy about that. They made a good point about how I mean, they do look faster. I mean, I, I watch Winnipeg try and do a lot of things. They couldn't even get shots on goal. And then because, Vegas listen, man, it, it, if, you, if you watch the, the first period of the first game of that series, Jaybird, and, and you saw Winnipeg kind of jump on Vegas, you were like, oh, shit, you know, maybe, maybe Winnipeg can stop this team. And then Vegas adjusted, and Winnipeg never was able to counter that speed. They started putting Tomas Tatar in the lineup to add more speed. They just – they can play any way they need to, which truly, truly has been the most impressive thing to me about them in the playoffs. You know, the L.A. Kings are a veteran team. They're a bruising team. Jonathan Quick played unreal in net in that series, and Vegas swept them. Then they go against San Jose, who's the polar opposite. San Jose's an up-and-down, fast team just like Vegas is. They beat them in six. You know, then they go up against Winnipeg, who kind of is this scoring machine. I mean, Winnipeg actually scored more goals a game during the season and the playoffs than Vegas did. And the Knights lose the first game off of a bad first period and then win four straight. I don't think that Washington is as good as Winnipeg or San Jose in terms of matching up against Vegas. I think that, uh, I, I mean, gun to my head, I think this is a five-game series. Okay. Uh, I had a totally unrelated question, and I can't believe I don't know the answer to this. It's a baseball question. Um, it's, it's, I guess, a two-part question. Number one, why? how come sometimes – in Major League Baseball, when there's a rain delay, sometimes it's suspended and continued another day, and sometimes they just, you know, cancel it and make them play it over. Uh, because, wait, you're saying, so if a baseball game's suspended and they pick another day, yeah. you're saying? Yes, in other words, sometimes a game starts, sorry, big man, sometimes a game starts and it'll start raining or whatever, and then they'll suspend it and pick it up the next day in the middle of the, or wherever they left off. Yeah, yeah, sure. But some, sure. Sometimes I've seen cases where they actually just – they don't count anything. They make the game start – you know, start the game back over. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Usually if they suspend it, they're always going to pick it up from the time they stopped. I mean, you look at kind of like when the Phillies went to the World Series in 08 against the Rays. I mean, they're always going to, to – to, I, I don't think I've ever seen where they – Started it completely over. Yeah, I, can't say yeah, I don't either. It, if the game's suspended, does it get? Um, I know the total Cancel. obviously doesn't come into play, but does a game get paid, or is it? Is it, is it no, not, like the, normally it'll just get scratched because yeah, you're, no you bad. don't know. Yeah, you don't know if next day the 
you know, the, that those pitchers aren't coming back in unless, again, I don't know, unless you pick like, if you pick action where it's like whoever, I, I generally think under the rules though, it's, it's generally just going to be canceled out. They just, they I, I know it doesn't carry to the next day for sure. I just didn't know if they paid anything that but, you know, it's, it, it's interesting though, because in no. certain sports, in certain sports, they actually will, like, I know in soccer, I had a, a game this year, a World Cup qualifier, that it was it was suspended due to, like, uh, crowd control, and they picked it up, like, within 24 hours from when they suspended it, and it counted. So, because you'll have, a, what you'll have is, like, I remember real quick, random thing, but um, Albania, my country, they played Serbia two years ago. Uh, and there was a, uh, a drone that was flown over, and there was a riot in the stands and stuff. And they actually um, abandoned the game, and then kind of just usually. The, I think I think they ended up just canceling it. But sometimes they'll come back to the games like a hour or two later when they subside everything, and just you know, I, it's weird. But in baseball, it's always going to be just no action. Got it. Got it. I mean, do I want time for one more question? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I was just wondering what you guys thought about Game Six at Cleveland and Boston. Cleveland's gonna win. Yeah, I think it's Game. I think it's gonna be seven in Boston. I think Boston win. However, I want to make this clear. A tweet just put out by a Kristen Leahy. She's uh, she's on Colin Coward's show, The Blonde Broad. Um, she just sent a, a tweet out that says, "I just got this text from an NBA player. She didn't name who." LeBron looks like he has his bags packed, and he looked like he did late in that game. Uh, all I say, welcome to Philly, LeBron. Get him the hell out of here. I hope they lose in the next game, and I hope that well, series is over. Listen, and I, we, we went through this once before, if everyone remembers, back in, in yeah. 09. Yeah. Uh, there was a, I believe it was a game six. It was in Boston, and LeBron sure as hell looked checked out in that game and took the Cleveland jersey off just about as soon as he could in that tunnel and uh, left for Miami. <laughs> so I don't know yeah, if LeBron yeah. is going to be checked out of game six, but I'll be honest with you, I expect the Celtics to win this series in seven. Um, they're not good on the road, man. I don't know what else to say. They're not good on the road. Uh, right. You know, right. Milwaukee, they lost games on the road. They lost a game in Philly on the road. They've lost two games on the road here. They're really, really good at home. They're not good on the road. I think that's kind of the mark of a generally young team. Um, but I think if you're asking what I think is going to happen, I think Cleveland wins game six, and I think Boston wins game seven. All right, good stuff, guys. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Shaver. Thank you, my man. And, and Jeff, we have the, – the Pirates, of course, can't make anything easy. They put runners on first and third with nobody out. They get a strikeout, so there's now first and third yep. one out with Dylan Floro at the plate. Dylan Floro is the pitcher, I believe. Well, so, he's hitting. There you go. I guess he has to hit, right? They may not uh, have anyone left on the bench. Exactly. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two nine. You got about thirty minutes to go. Uh, go ahead, caller. Go ahead, caller. Hey, big man, what's going on? What's up? What's your name? Uh, Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan. What's going on? Uh, uh, address the uh, Monmouth Park thing. I think it went to June seventh, according to NJ dot com. Okay. There you go. Uh, so so. It just got moved on. Um, yeah, about a week or so. But yeah, that uh, to me the uh, Winnipeg Vegas series, I think that was that was the cup game to me. Yeah, uh, Winnipeg Agreed. was like they were 
I mean, they were both playing fast, scoring goals, whatever. And I was like, man, they both great look like tenders. they could win it. Yeah. Um, once Pitt came out, uh, got knocked out. I was like, after that, I don't think the, you know, any of those Washington or anybody, yeah. anybody else, anybody else could uh, compete with Vegas. Yeah, they're just playing like they have nothing to lose. No one expected them to do anything. And it's almost like, you know, they don't care what the score is. They just go out and play. It's kind of like what Philly did against Patriots in Super Bowl. That You're second right. half, I was and like, that's a really as good long point. as they don't and change their – yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they're not going to change the way they play, man. They've been doing it all year. And like yeah. you said, you, you actually make a really good point about them having nothing to lose because the argument that I made for the Capitals and, and one of our callers tonight made that, you know, they – they beat Pittsburgh and they got the monkey off their back. That monkey's back now, okay? And I don't yeah. know whether people realize it or not, but all of the pressure in this series is going to be Alex Ovechkin finally made it to a Stanley Cup Finals. Can he exactly. win a cup for the first time in his career? Nobody has any pressure on Vegas. They're in their expansion season full of a bunch of kids. And Fleury has won two cups in a row and three overall. The pressure in this series is squarely on Washington. They got over the hump. Now it's can you close the deal? Can you win the cup that's eluded you for your entire career? The pressure is not on Vegas here. It's on Washington. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I know there's going to be eyes on Vegas like, oh, man, can they do it? But it's definitely Ken can actually win the cup. I know he's there now, you know, but now I'm sure he feels it too. Like, oh, And his teammates are like, man, we got to do it for him. we got to do it for him. And, they don't want to make mistakes, but Vegas is playing so loose and so fast that they're just like, let's you know, go out there and play and do our thing. And it's been working, and uh, it's insane. I don't, I don't think we'll ever see this again in our lifetimes, an expansion team winning. I don't either. Or I don't either. You know, even getting to this point, it's crazy. Look, um, it's a unique circumstance, and I, I can't – you have to give all the credit in the world to George McPhee and Gerard Gallant because George McPhee worked trades. Like people talk about this, this expansion draft and the system – and don't get me wrong, it was favorable to, to Vegas. Mm. But not only did they pick well, but they made unbelievable trades. Vegas made 10 trades before the expansion draft. Pittsburgh gave them a second-round pick to take Marc-Andre Fleury. They were going to take Jonathan Marcheseau. Gerard Gallant coached him in Florida. He liked him. He was exposed. Florida gave them Riley Smith to take March. I mean, rather, the other way around. They said, listen, we'll expose Marcheseau if you take Riley Smith's contract. Riley Smith and Marcheseau combined for over 140 points. They made shrewd moves. They've coached this team beautifully. They've made adjustment after adjustment. They're not afraid to sit players if they need to, if they don't fit with what they're doing game to game. It's been a perfect storm, man. I mean, that team has been put together absolutely perfectly yeah uh, the nhl must be like so happy that these two teams are are in the final oh this is a great like, story listen man I, I lived near tampa florida sides. you don't oh, want a stanley cup with tampa thing. in it okay yeah. you don't want tampa yeah. you've got the best story in pro sports right now with the vegas golden been a better game what's that i think it would i think it would have been a better game but Agreed. definitely for Agreed. the Agreed. You know, for the whole, oh, will Ovechkin oh. win or will the expansion team win? Uh, what's going to happen? But, yeah, so, storyline, you've got one of your top stars yeah. in Alex Ovechkin. You've got a major market in D.C., and you've got the best story in pro sports in the Vegas Golden Knights. This is this is the best thing that, that the NHL could have asked for here. Yeah, you, you've been on Vegas, I mean, 
I think the whole playoffs. I don't even think you ever bet. I have bet them every it's, single game in the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm not stopping now. I, I can't believe it. I was like, dude, this guy. How many is he twelve and win? three, my man? We've gone twelve ben, and ben. three in yeah. the playoffs. Great, it's awesome. Um, one other thing I wanted to get to the the bankroll thing about how much should you bet? Blah blah blah. I mean, I know you shouldn't tell someone else how to bet, but putting half your bankroll on one game is probably not the smartest yeah, thing. And foolish. I know there's, yeah, but I'm, I think it needs yeah, to be said because there are people out there that are like, oh, max, 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 can't lose. And if you ever I, see that, and I, you probably, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there following a ton of others. But when you see that, you probably go the other way. Or not at all. But, cause when yeah, you, I, I or just stay away because it's like, you know, I, I think big man said it best when, Hey, whatever, whatever money you have riding, are you comfortable losing all that? Because there are days where you just lose it all. You know, you can go own three, own five, whatever, but are you comfortable going 500 a game and losing 1500, 200 a game, losing 600? How's that going to make yep, you feel? Right. You know? I'll admit when I was like, I don't know. I was like in my early twenties, I, I probably at the time maybe had 5,000 buck bankroll probably. And I remember at the time there was a game, it was Oregon state football. Uh, they had, I don't know if you remember that kid, Sean Mannion, and they had uh Brandon uh, cooks on their team. They're really good. They were uh, a 10 point favorite against, I want to say Fresno state or somebody. And they were at home and it was a Saturday night. I, I was just like, they're going to fucking kill this team. Like I knew it. Like I just, there was just no reason to think they wouldn't. And I, I remember betting like three grand on that game. And I, I couldn't, I, it was way too much. I'd never bet that much. I had to get approval from the book. He had to go to his father to get approval. It, it was all sorts of shit. And they ended up, it was like 35, 10 at halftime. And it, it was never, it was never in doubt. Again, I won. So it was obviously a good story, but yeah, at this point where I'm at my betting career, it's definitely not, something to do but these listen if you see anyone say the word max bomb or you lock or or, lock i hate the word lock i yeah 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 they're a complete asshole like they they have yeah yeah they're either trolling or just being a dick out there that don't know you know and i think that you know we can't listen you know we can't just think everyone's uh everyone's here you know 10 20 years because, uh, you know, you got to protect this is guys a, that are this just is new to very, it. And, like, oh, you know, it's also- and this is a very, like, scummy cesspool Twitter. Gambling Twitter oh, is – I'm not talking about, like, a lot of the new guys and stuff. Like, maybe – you know, I'm talking about there's guys on this site, like, five, ten years that they're complete scumbags. They're cesspool yeah. – they're the guys that are screaming on camera and telling you have max bombs and they Ooh. never lose. You know, they're, they're, they're the greatest handicappers in the world. They, nobody loses. They hit 80%. They, they're just the scumbag tout charlatans. That's all they are. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot. Think about it like this. If they're so good, why, why are they asking you for money? Well, I'll you know, tell you this. Why, do, why do they want $50 if you're, if you're you well, know? I'm going I'm to tell you why. A, a guy in gambling told me this a few years ago because I asked him the same question because I was starting to get into the tout business. And, and look, I've sold picks before. Um, I've made the comment, though, I think there are plenty of people out there that really, truly provide a service. And I'll tell you this. In this business that we're in, there's no 401K. There's no paid vacation. There's no holiday pay. There's no guaranteed check at the end of the week. But for most yeah. people, there isn't. Um, I, I think to, say, to sell picks and provide a service to someone – 
especially if you do pretty well, I don't think there's any issue with that. Um, especially with, you know, you could make a lot of money betting, but remember, um, no money is enough money. And listen, if people are willing to help you and pay you and, and, and you know, submit you to, for their service, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't well, think there's anything wrong with like that this. as far as, but, but you if you're going like to say this, I'm right? a millionaire, yeah, you probably shouldn't be selling uh, yeah. picks. And I don't know why well, here, well, here's the thing, right? Let's say you make 200 grand gambling, right? But you're spending 12 hours a day at the computer. You by whatever you're, you know, you could be making like 15 bucks exactly. an hour. I mean, you think about it, you know? So time exactly. makes money. Yeah, if, I got it. If you're going right. to be doing the work anyway, um, yeah. and, and you're going to, you know, give picks out. I mean, if yeah. you have people that are willing to pay, I mean, it's, it's a viable business, but listen, yeah. Dan, great call, man. Uh, really good stuff. Yep. All right. Thank you. Yep. See ya. Jeff, the uh, pirates have won the game. I am a perfect yes. six and zero tonight. Well, good for you. That's great. Um, if not for that fucking Toronto game, I would have been doing pretty damn good as well. Um, but Hey, nice job. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, go ahead. Caller. What's up, guys? Johnny Cash. Johnny, if you're calling to talk about UMass football, you're going to get an earful. I'm not. Actually, I'm just talking about the vibe in D.C. and uh, how excited uh, D.C. is to make it to uh, this. uh, Yeah, man, you guys should be really excited. It's it's a great thing that Ovechkin is going to finally get to play for a cup. It sucks for him that he's going to lose to the Knights, but uh, it's great that he finally is going to get that experience. Yeah, I mean, look, the – the, the, I've been listening to uh, talk radio all day, and uh, the storyline is is, is is something different for the Caps from from something different from before about the Caps. And I just like today I, I went ten for ten in all my picks. I took uh, I took the Caps, I took the under, I took Boston, I took the under, I took Boston on first half, but I took Boston under the first half. I mean, I I never parlayed. I parlayed all those too, and uh, I hit it. So uh, it's been a blessed day. Uh, just and we're really excited about about getting all those picks in. But uh, um, I'll tell you what, the D.C. T- uh, is because you know we're, we're used to losing big big moments in sports, and and for this to happen is is, a, is something that that it's an obstacle. But the storyline is basically you know we we overcame the Penguins, which was one of the biggest obstacles for us, and now uh, you know we're going to have to face the goalie that was was with. The Penguins before, and uh, and uh, you know it's, it seems like a team of destiny. But when, then, then you look at the Vegas Knights; they're a team of destiny too, you know. And, and it's, uh, I think it's going to be one of the most viewed. Finals Johnny, in, uh, Johnny, they're not a team, no of, team of destiny yeah. nonsense. That's not yeah, it, Vegas, when, when Vegas, I you you will never hear me make an argument. But Johnny, you'll never hear me make yeah. an argument on behalf of the Golden Knights by saying that, you know, they're a team of fate or they're a team of destiny. The, the bottom line is they're just boat racing people. I mean, that, that's really all it comes down to. They're just running people out of the rink. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They are just grinding teams down until they can't handle what Vegas does any longer, and they win these series relatively handily. So I, I don't know, man. I, the Capitals – Look, the Caps are an older team, brother. I think they're going to struggle. I do. I think Holtby's going to struggle with the amount of shots he's going to face. I think they're going to struggle with Vegas' speed. Uh, the Capitals are going to get some goals here and there, but but Fleury's been unbelievable, man. And and the Capitals' offense hasn't been, like, otherworldly. I mean, it's, it's been okay, 
but there have been games where you guys can't can't get a puck on net. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm on Vegas side. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm just saying this is the vibe in DC, and, uh, and that's what that's what people are saying. You know, all the talk radio and everybody. You know, that's how they they're feeling like this is the team of destiny. I'm not saying myself. I'm saying what what what's going on in DC. You know, and how they feel about the cast because so many times, I mean, especially Game Five. I mean, Game Six is is when they saw how they punched back, and and then. That fight, did you guys was was that an unbelievable fight that you guys saw when when the game with Tom Wilson? Was, that was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen a, a more awesome fight than that. That was that was pretty amazing. But I'm just saying, like this this uh, this energy that's that's, that's causing uh, to happen in DC is is amazing. But all right, all right, Johnny, we get it. There's a ton of positive energy. We're making me sick with this stuff. <laughs> I know, I know, but but look, man, you. You had all that feeling, too, when the, when the Eagles won. You know what I mean? This is, this That's is true. That, That's that true. I, that yeah, I, but I, I, I was far too much about the goddamn the Philadelphia 76ers on this show. Well, I, but I wasn't I wasn't uh, glomming all over them. I mean, Johnny, you yeah, call it every night about the – He calls it every night, though, about the, the Golden Knights. Now, all of a sudden, he's a Capitol fan. Well, he said he's on. I, I always told you that I want the Vegas Knights to win. I always told you. I'm just saying – Who do you root for, Scott? Oh. I'm really scared the Vegas Knights. And you're from Washington. They made me more money than any hockey team. But I'm just saying. Ding, ding, ding. That's the answer. Yeah, that is more, it's just exciting to see something good happen in D.C. for once. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just, I'm, I just want to be happy for, for D.C. And I, I do want to see a good series. I want to see the thing in, in seven, you know? Gotcha. You ain't getting seven. You ain't getting seven, Johnny. (laughs) You'd be lucky uh, to get six. You ain't getting seven. I'm I'm hoping you guys will be down there for for games so I can take you guys out. Well, Johnny, I will not be there because I will be in Las Vegas. Okay. So... We'll have to, uh, have to go to Vegas for, for, uh, for the game down here. I, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I, listen, John, I'm not a big hockey guy, really. I mean, luckily I have this future, or I wouldn't give a flying fuck about the NHL. Honestly. Just being yeah. But Dude, I don't know I if I don't like hockey more. It's fucking amazing. It's great. No, to listen, I hear you. I, I, just, I don't know. I just never got into it, I guess. I don't know. It's Dude, Jeff, watch all of these Stanley Cup games. I'm sure you will. But you can't tell me watching this shit's not better than watching the NBA. No, no, I don't doubt that. I I see you feel really excited about Vegas and more new money. Well, again, keep in mind, that's why I said, because I have a future of them. If if I didn't bet on them, I wouldn't care. I think it's cool, though, what they're doing. Well, anyways, guys, I, I'm uh, I'm just uh, just really happy about uh, that tonight, and uh, you guys have always been so amazing and on point, and I learned a lot from you guys. So, thank I'll, you. I'm trying not to be more as random as possible. I'll try to get more on, on, on topic of stuff. But uh, again, nah, you're, good, you're good. We're just busting your balls. All right, John. Take it <laughs> okay. easy. All right, take it easy. Sure. Uh, Blackjack, let me ask you something. Um, we obviously had. Uh, some things go on today in the NFL that are obviously a bit prickly. Uh, people don't want to uh, talk about them. Um, one thing I will ask you, what are your thoughts on this anthem protest fine I, and 
Listen, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I really don't give a shit. I, I really don't. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm fine with 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 the, the the rule. If you don't, if you want to protest the anthem, don't be on the field for it. That's a form of protest. Okay. Don't be on the field okay. for it. I don't know what else to say. Like, I really don't. I, I, I just want to focus on football and not people protesting the goddamn national anthem. Like, Colin Kaepernick, I, I think, did it because he was legitimately concerned about an issue that's obviously an important issue. I'm not making light of that. But I think there's also a lot of guys around the NFL that, you know, want to kind of play both ways. Like, you know, they, they want to do a protest, but they don't really want to risk being, uh, you know, as excoriated as Kaepernick has. I mean, because right. Kaepernick's paid the price for it, right? I mean, nobody else has paid the price he has. And so I sure. don't really want to hear about it anymore. Like, if you – listen – you're an NFL player, my man. If you, you have a voice, I don't care who you are. You have a voice more than any of us do in society. There's a microphone stuck in your face after every game. Most days of the week, if you're an NFL player on a 53-man roster, you can call a reporter over to your locker and say, hey, I got something to say today. You have a platform. Use it. If you want to talk, if you've got something to say about an issue in this country that is of importance to you, say it. But it's it's nonsense with, well, what are we going to do as ownership? And what are we going to do as players? And we're going to talk about it and talk about it. It's been two years. It's been two years. Let's move on already. Listen, I, I will say this. Obviously, I think the NFL was backed into a corner. They caved because they were sick of hearing about, you know, it's, you know, it's against uh, America. You know, the president hates this league. The president's calling our people son of a bitches. But I will say this, Blackjack. You would agree that sad, and I, there's a tweet that this guy just tweeted out that I retweeted. It's a sad day in America when we ban professional athletes from protesting peacefully before we ban the sale of assault weapons. Why are we not a bit more concerned as an office? Yeah, about look, stuff like I agree that? with that. Yes, obviously I agree with that, that there's no place for assault weapons. I'll be perfectly honest with you, Jeff. I don't know why the hell we played the national anthem before a sporting event. It's not the Olympics. Yeah. It's not the World Cup. What the hell are we playing it for? I really don't know. It makes no sense no. to me when I think about it. I, I sit down, and I remember, you know, as a kid watching, like, WrestleMania, and they're playing God Bless America before it starts. Like, yeah. it, it's a goddamn scripted wrestling show. What the hell are we playing a God Bless America for? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why we need to do it. I don't get it. You know, maybe you want to do it before a Super Bowl. Fine, it's a big event. It's a grand stage. I still find it interesting, but though, like, that like, I don't know. I'm just tired why, of hearing about. It. Why are we still? And the last thing I want to say is quickly: Why are we still connecting his protest to he hates America and he hates the millet? Like, it, there's not even. A, I don't. I don't know why that continues to be twisted yeah, around. I mean, He's look, protesting. I think that you know. I think Colin Kaepernick did himself a little bit of a disservice by not necessarily – he did the protest, and that's fine. But I don't think he really articulated his point of view clearly enough. Do you know what I well, mean? And, like and Kaepernick the wasn't out there he... – he didn't really come out and sit down and say, listen, this, this is my platform, I'm... this is my right. – he, he never really gave those in-depth sort of – interviews and when you don't do that you open yourself up when you engage in politics in this country jeff if you're not going to be real clear about what you're for and what you're against you give your opponents ample room to fill in the blanks and i think that's what happened with kaepernick he also didn't help himself initially by 
listen, I think I personally believe, and this is in my own personal life, I look at Colin Kaepernick as a hero. I think what he's done is protesting systemic violence for black Americans. I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, what he says and every word he says at this point is is great to me. But it didn't help his cause initially when he did all this to wear the Fidel Castro shirt. That didn't make a lot of sense. No, the Castro shirt, the socks with police officers as pigs didn't help. Right. It it, it, it was not, but anymore, you know. Listen, if your goal is to raise awareness and bring attention to an issue, you need to try to be not quite so inflammatory. Because what's going to happen is you're going to lose your career, which is what happened to him. And on some level, I I respect the fact that he was willing to do that. I don't think he, and that's why for me, like, I don't think he cares. I think a lot of people care that he doesn't, you know. I mean, listen, good for him. But my like, whole I think thing is we're those... talking about the NFL and we're talking about what the NFL does. I don't really care. If, if you have a problem with this issue and, the, and you think protesting the national anthem on a sideline is going to really make a difference, then you can stay in the locker room. Like th- that's your right. form of protest. That is a form right. of protest. You're not there for the anthem. How is that different than standing on the sideline with a fist in the air? How is it different? Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, Let's go to another call here. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hey, big man. It's Dan again. Sorry, I'm calling again. I just wanted to uh, – <laughs> you guys are right. It's been two years. Why are we talking about it? And I'm so tired know, of it. I'm so tired I of know. it. And look, from a legal standpoint, the NFL has a right to do this, okay? They're a private company. Right. They have right. a right to restrict what people can and cannot do when they are under their employ. It is a, a right. basic right in this country. The government cannot restrict your right to protest, but private companies can. And if you want to be an NFL player and they say, if you're on the field, you got to stand, then you got to stand. I don't know what to tell you. Okay? It's not a question yeah. of whether I agree or disagree with it. I'm just tired of hearing about it. I want to just talk about football. I, that's what I'm saying. And I just really let's be honest, man. Let's be totally honest. What it? changed as a result of it? Nothing. nothing. I don't, Absolutely dude, nothing. Kneeling, fine. Do you think what you want to think about I think, it? I think, I think, it I think has it's a stupid brought. move. I, I, I mean, I, I just think it's yeah, – you know, oh, man, this guy's kneeling. But wasn't there a thing where the – But Dan, O-line, Dan, oh, Dan, for, Dan for the Raiders, you're talking for the about it. It has brought I, I'm awareness. Sorry. You're talking sorry. about it. But, Jeff, awareness uh, doesn't right. change anything. Look at the video that came out with Sterling Brown today in Milwaukee. I, I just watched right, a documentary has, yesterday about my, my favorite city in this country, Las Vegas about their, their, the, the LVMPD, the police department in Clark County. And if you watch it, and I, I would advise you to watch it, Jeff, because I think you'd find it very interesting, it's, it's highly disturbing, the things that go on with the police sure. departments in some places. Right. It, it, Colin Kaepernick taking I mean, a knee or up. NFL players taking a knee yeah, isn't elite. changing that's what the, those cops do. Plain yeah. and simple. It's just not changing. Yeah. And, oh, that's, okay. and that's the sad No one's going to be like, oh, Colin – took a knee so i'm not gonna do it you know what i mean anyway uh i just did you guys hear about that whole thing with the raiders where Derek Carr stood and they all knelt and the front yeah. line kind of just let them all yeah i heard yeah. the offensive line because his offensive line was the only all african-american offensive line in the yeah. league and i heard that they really didn't love that right, right. and look that's a problem I mean, because Derek Carr is yeah. a a um a, a christian conservative guy and I'm, I'm not you know i'm bringing that up because he's devoutly christian he talks about it a lot and his political leanings are conservative, and his offensive line obviously was not pleased with the way he handled it. And that's where I think it's up to your head coach to figure it out. Because your head coach All has right. to realize 
going into that game, we're going to have a problem here. And we really can't have a problem with our offensive line and our quarterback. That's why in New England, what did you see? You see Tom Brady and the offensive line, they all locked arms. They did something yeah. together. You together. can't have one guy doing some, not doing it when everyone else is. It's a problem in a locker room. And I think that all falls right. on the head coach. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, the other thing, big man, I missed your whole thing about the World Cup. I just wanted to get a quick, like, yep. two or three minutes about your over, overlook on each group. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Dan. I haven't, I actually haven't done that. I haven't went through every group on a show yet. I, I'm still, I just kind of talked about how I approach betting it and how I would have every book. I'll tell you what, tomorrow, Blackjack, let, let's cut out 15 minutes. Right, I'm not sure what, what's yeah. happened to our callers here or, uh, or to Jeff, but I can't hear them anymore. Uh, I'm not sure if they can hear me, but uh, hey, Dan, you there? I, I think yeah, that's I'm where here. the problem I'm was here. with that situation in Oakland. You, your your head coach allowed that to happen. He allowed a situation to occur where the quarterback was going to be separated from his offensive line. And, yeah, if you don't think it's going to be an issue, well, that's you're, you're delusional. It's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, right. So I, I really don't know what the thought process was there in Oakland. Maybe that has something to do with, with why Jack Del Rio is not the head coach there anymore. Um, but, you know, that's, that's obviously a situation that's been remedied with John Gruden uh, as the head coach at this point. Um, Let's see if we can take a call here on the Southtown 101 hotline. My man, are you with us? No, call is dropped. It seems we are having some technical difficulties here. Um, not sure if you guys can still hear me or not, but uh, I will. Uh, let's see if we can bring Jeff on. Yo, Jeff, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I, can you hear me? Yo, Blackjack. All right, I think I think we're still on here. There's something going on with the phones right now. They're cutting us off. We're we're about towards the end of the show. Let's see if we'll get Blackjack back up. Um, I, I don't know what the hell is going on. I know Dan got dropped. There were some callers here that just got dropped. So I guess we're still live. Uh, obviously, I want to kind of make sure if we're live. Um, but very odd. Uh, kind of just cut off very randomly. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, we don't have much time left anyway. We're about seven minutes away from the end of the show here. Um, I'm trying to hey, see Jeff. if, Hey, you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. All the callers just dropped. We got no about idea. seven and a half minutes. Uh, there was one caller waiting three, two, three number. Give us a call. We'll get you in late here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was very random, but yeah, overall it's, it's, it, it hasn't been fixed. Nothing is, it's been made different because of these protests. And that's, that's, pretty big shame frankly but um yeah uh, it, it's it's an interesting topic surely yeah it is uh so we'll look to uh, wrap it up here again uh that 323 number if you're out there and you want to call back we'll we'll try to get you in before the end here uh you know jeff let me ask we'll you a question up. while we have a couple yeah. of minutes here uh we did our mock draft last night in the nba yes. and uh, we we drafted the whole first round and I'm kind of curious about, you know, it feels like a lot of years in the NBA, there's one, maybe two guys that comes out of the second round that makes an impact um, that can turn into, to, you know, a, a, you know, if not a star, certainly a, a reliable contributor on a team. It, who yeah. do you see in the second round here that, that might fall? That's a name that, you know, a year from now at the end of the, the season that we're talking about as this guy was a steal to get in the second round. 
Um, I would say, if you remember Kevin Hervey from Texas Arlington, I think he's a guy that could really translate to the next level. Uh, he's got a great body, a big kid, good size, um, good shooter, can actually step out and make the make a three ball on occasion, good playmaker, could put the ball on the ground, good athlete. Um, a bit old, though, 22 years old uh, by the time the season starts. Um, and he has had some knee injuries, but and that's why he's going to be a second-round pick. Um, but I think he's a guy that could come in. He, he did really well down at Texas Arlington. Another big concern is obviously the level of competition that he played. But I think from a, a, from a body standpoint, he's a, a guy that could really transit. When you can get that tweener, three, four player, that's pretty, pretty useful in the NBA nowadays, especially if you can shoot. Kevin Hervey can do that. Um, I think another guy that I'm real high on, he, he won't get drafted till late, Yante Maton from Georgia. Uh, listen, this kid was an absolute maniac down at Georgia. He was an unstoppable force, 6'8", 240, 250, big, big kid. Um, he's another one of those players that can play the three or four. He can guard a guard. He can guard a big. He's going to be able to shoot the ball. I need to see a little bit better uh, shooting percentages from him. His uh, three-point percentages really went down. I think a lot of it had to do with just the fact he didn't shoot very many. But um, I think overall, those are two guys that I'd be really high on. From what I read, a lot of people were really impressed with what Mayton did at some of the combines and things like that. So um, you got Portsmouth coming up, which is um, – another kind of, you know, kind of primer to the draft. So you'll see a little bit more there. Um, but as far as um, those two, I, I really like those two a lot. Okay. And, and the other question I had for you, Jeff, is, you know, we're looking at Phoenix, Sacramento, and Atlanta in the top three here. I, I think most people, I, I, I think you would probably agree that the top three prospects in this draft in some order would be Aiton, Doncic, and Bagley. Is that fair to say? Yeah, sure. Do you think there's one of these three teams that could screw this up? And if so, which one? Um, I, I, no, honestly, I don't, because I think all three players will be, you know, the right picks. Um, and, and, and you know, it's interesting, Blackstreet, the top 10 is really good. So I don't think, like, if someone took Michael Porter number two, like, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It, I don't think it'll happen, but, no, I, I don't think even these teams would screw it up. I think if I think Phoenix will hope that or Sacramento will hope Phoenix takes Doncic so they could take Aiton because that would be absolutely great for them. But no, the top ten's too good. I think the only reach would be Trey Young. I don't think he's a top ten pick personally, but um, I have him more in the twelve thirteen range. But I, I, people could reach on him, um, and you know maybe not the top three, but I could see the Knicks screwing it up. I could see the Knicks taking like <laughs> you know someone random. You know, like uh, like they'll take Kevin Knox maybe. I, maybe I don't know that he's a number nine pick. Um, but, hey, you never know with them. But, no, I I don't know that you can. So let me ask you kind of a different variation on that question uh, with a couple of minutes left here. Do you think there's anyone in the top three that may trade down? Because I know Phoenix has talked about it a little bit, that that, that pick is I think there's potentially two. available. No, because I, I don't know why they would do that. They have the 16th pick anyway. So they're going to be able to get two really talented individuals well, at this let me, point. Let me so, give you a hypothetical. The, the, the talks out of Minnesota is that Carl Anthony Towns is unhappy. If you're, well, then I if would do you're it. Minnesota, is there any chance you dangle Carl Anthony Towns for the number one overall pick 
and replace him with DeAndre Ayton on a more friendly oh, wow. team deal to help your cap issues? And if you're I Phoenix, think, would you do that? I think you definitely do that. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to dangle a player that caliber out there, yeah. Um, because I, I think we already know Carl Anthony Towns is a proven player. There is a small chance that uh, DeAndre Ayton won't be. Yeah, sure you do. Uh, I, I would definitely do something like that. But I think the only team that may trade would be Memphis at four. I could see them, um, you know, maybe thinking that, you know, you have Gasol, you have a few pieces, maybe you, know, you can grab a pick or two later, you know, and, and just move down a couple of spots. I could see Philadelphia trading. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they move up a little bit. I think they really like Bridges. Uh, they might like Porter. Um, I think they're well aware that Cleveland may take one of those two or New York. I think if they want Bridges or one of those guys, they may trade up. Because I don't think Bridges will be there at, at nine or right. ten when they pick. But um, right. great questions, Blackjack. We'll uh, obviously talk more and more about the NBA draft as it gets closer and closer. We'll get into a little World Cup. I'll go through some group betting tomorrow uh, on the show, and uh, we'll talk Warriors, uh, Houston as well. We'll have some uh, MLB as always to talk about. Great calls tonight. A lot of good stuff as always. If you missed us tonight, we'll get you tomorrow uh, on the South Ten One Hundred One Hotline. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Blackjack, great stuff. Good job on the 6-0 night. We'll be back tomorrow here on Viva La Vegas. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva!